0: and gentlemen welcome to the walk show podcast i'm your host walker near thank you so much for tuning in today on today's episode i share my thoughts on how to de-escalate confrontational situations with strangers and i also talk about my love and affinity for gangster rap music really appreciate you tuning in as always today's episode is produced by misha zarens who also makes the music and is responsible for our delightful artwork thanks again for tuning in hope you enjoy Recently, I was watching a uh, YouTube video. There was a a compilation of all of the most popular road rage videos that were on YouTube from 2018. Now, I have no idea the validity of that. There might be more popular road rage videos somewhere else that have been compiled. But that's what the video I was watching was called. So that's, that's what I have to go off of. These videos largely consist of people obviously driving and most of the time there's a dash cam. Sometimes it's cell phone footage and it's just crazy stuff happening in traffic, right? Well, they think it's crazy. Uh, and sometimes it is. Sometimes it's, it's super wild stuff for the most part. It's just, it's like people merging into lanes kind of inappropriately or someone, you know, cutting someone else off and they get into a car accident, right? And, and the whole thing could be avoided by just, you know, kind of tapping the brake when the person gets over, right? Now, I will say myself, when I drive, I, I actually don't like traffic very much. I, I don't know anyone that does, I guess. But I I tend to, to make a, a variety of sarcastic remarks to myself while driving about the other drivers and, and their performance. But that's the extent of it. And frankly, if someone's going to cut me off, I would rather pump the brakes and be five seconds slower than I was going to be than to get in a car accident with them and feel justified that I guess that they shouldn't have cut me off. But now we're in a wreck. I don't really know. These road rage videos are, are crazy to me because it's so many people, again, just getting into to confrontations that could have been avoided if they would have just been willing to concede just a little bit. And, and I don't even argue that a lot of times the other person who's, you know, who's merging inappropriately or whatever is the, the real person that is causing the issue. If they hadn't have done that, you know, whatever they did, then there's no problem. That's still, it doesn't matter. You know, that if someone does something that's stupid and you have the capacity to account for it and adjust so that it avoids the problem, then that should be the course of action. And I, I watched, I, probably, I don't know, close to two hours of of these, of these clips, not all right in a row, but just over the course of a week or so, just randomly kind of clicking on it. And it's just, yeah, it's over and over again. Someone could have avoided a situation and does it. Or in some cases, the situation is successfully avoided. However, the person who thinks that the other one was wrong, then decides to follow them for however long until they, you know, can talk to them about it or, or whatever it is they want to do. And it's just all so unnecessary. I was talking to one of my other buddies about it, and I said, I feel like maybe people don't understand that you can just walk away from these situations. And he didn't think that made a lot of sense, because how could you not know that? But I personally have have not, you know, knock on wood, and, and a lot of this is due to luck. I've not been in a in a car accident as an adult. I've never been into a fist fight as an adult. And maybe that's because... You know, I stay home a lot, which is true. And maybe it's because I'm a big dude, you know, which is true. And, and maybe I'm just have some good fortune, which is probably true, right? But after watching this series of videos and watching how other people deal with confrontational situations, I now know that it is not exclusively because of my size or, you know, lack of going out or or because I'm just lucky. It's also because I do actively try to avoid Conflict with strangers. The thing that's always so crazy to me about road rage is like, if you get in the car, you have somewhere to go. Yeah, people go cruising or back roading and, and whatever, but that is not the primary reason that people are getting in their car. If you're getting in your car, it's because you have somewhere to go, whether that's to the store or to your work or to your home or wherever. No one just gets in the car and hangs out for an hour. And I was like, eh, just chill here for a while and see. See what what comes to mind, and maybe we'll we'll head out. That doesn't you only get in the car with somewhere to go. So whenever you encounter a road rage incident, just go. You still had somewhere to be. Why why would you forfeit doing whatever activity it has? Don't, don't you have a schedule? Don't you have a, a, a time thing? I don't know. Clearly not to some extent. But yeah, people just they they just insist on having these confrontations and I don't know if it's a significance thing they feel they feel so insignificant in life or so insecure that the moment they're tested quote unquote by a stranger they don't know what to do with that I don't know it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) at all and then I got to thinking no this is actually just true and it's not just road rage right and it's just it's a lot of different types of confrontations And, and the best way I could think to describe it is that People just need to understand that you don't have to when you encounter a situation with strangers and and it gets, you know, weird or what they're doing doesn't make sense. You you don't have to be in it with them. You're not you're not in that now. I feel like people have weird confrontations and altercations with people and their their sentiment is like, "Well, here we are. Like in this one together from now on." And it's like, "No. You're not. It's just a stranger." And like for me, I don't want to interact with a stranger and I don't want to to deal with their their whatever weird problem they're having. Not because I hate them, not because I think that they're less than human or anything negative. I don't know them. There's billions of people and we don't know most of them. So who gives a shit if some random person is having some random thing? Like, you know, one of the common more road rage examples was people go into a parking lot. And it's a big parking lot. And in one lane of the parking lot is someone who is struggling with their parking space. They're they're doing like the Austin Powers thing. I don't know if that reference makes sense, but where they're backing up over and over again, trying to, you know, reposition the car and at just a 100 angles of, of backing up over and over again. And yeah, it's it's dumb. Like, yeah, they shouldn't they should have probably figured that out or been better. But the reality is, is they weren't better. Right. They're doing that and there's other places to go park. So if you encounter that, you don't have to be in it with them. You don't have to see how they will negotiate <laughs> their their 100 point turn, right? You can just back up and go to another another place in the parking lot and then go inside and do whatever. You know, when I go to the store, you know, people talk about visualization. I don't think that I really visualize going to the store, but I guess I kind of do in my head, I'm going to go And I'm going to park and I'm going to walk inside and I'm going to purchase whatever items I was there to purchase, pay, leave, get in the car, go home. Like it's all, that's it. Nowhere in that visualization is there a place carved out for encounter crazy person and deal with their thing. And you know what? That's even, that's a bridge too far. They might not even be crazy. They might just have fucked up driving for 10 seconds one time. Who cares? Right? And but that's not what happens. People pull up and the person's doing their 100 point turn and they just they roll their window down and yell at them and, you know, get the fuck out of my way, buddy. And it's just it's just super stupid and, and and kind of trashy. I don't mean to just take a negative tone of beating people up. I guess my whole point, again, is just you can walk away from things. You don't have to engage. You can just say, no, I don't want to participate in that and maybe you know yeah there are extreme circumstances where someone is accosting you where someone else is the aggressor and it's harder to walk away but even then i would i would say that it's still easier to walk away than it is to go through that confrontation most of the time a good friend of mine was at a bar recently and he had this guy walk in walk up to him who was clearly very drunk and he started asking my telling my friend that he ran the place and and asking my friend if he wanted some, right? <laughs> and my buddy, my buddy just go just continued to say what what are you, what are you talking about? And kind of cup his ear, you know what? It's a loud bar. Well, this makes the guy repeat himself a few times, and my buddy's not laughing at him or anything. He's genuinely acting like he can't understand him. You know what are you talking about? Finally, the guy very loudly says, "Do you want some?" And and my buddy goes, "Want some what? What are you talking about? Who would want?" No, I don't want any. Like, who would want any? What do you mean? And so then at this point, again, the guy's drunk. He's just really confused because the interaction doesn't make sense. And the truth is, is the interaction didn't make sense when he began it. But my buddy helped illuminate that <laughs> by playing the role of confused person, as opposed to thinking he had to be trapped in that moment with that guy. That guy comes up, hey, you want it? No. No. I don't. And I don't have to figure out why you're doing this. I don't have to understand. I just have to disengage. And and that's a pretty good tactic a lot of times is to just just ask people for clarification. And, and again, you know, when the guy says, do you want it? My buddy didn't say, yeah, you know, F you, buddy. No, he just says, no, I don't want it. What are you talking about? Because who cares? Who cares what this guy thinks? Who cares about this guy's little pride demonstration that he's doing? Like, it's all super bizarre. Another kind of easy one that I personally find (laughs) hilarious, and uh, it's worked for me in a remarkable amount of circumstances, is, you know, if you approach a a situation, like maybe you're you walk up to a group of, of individuals and and there's a little hostility because maybe they're already a group and they don't know you, right? So they're kind of eyeballing you. One of the very th- easiest ways to de-escalate the situation is actually just to compliment their shirt. I've had so many times where I've had dudes looking me up and down like, What's up, man? You need something? And I was like, Oh, I was just coming over here to say, you know, whatever to whoever. And then before I say anything else, I go, That's a really cool shirt. I've said it to a dude in a plain white t-shirt. There's nothing cool about the shirt. And you know what the response is without fail every single time? Oh, well, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, I like it quite a bit. People are simple. People want to be flattered. It's not that hard. And you don't have to actually believe that the shirt is good to say it. And maybe it seems weird to compliment someone's shirt that you don't actually care about. It's way weirder to have some escalation fight thing happen because (laughs) because of nothing. Um so yeah I just I just wanted to take a, a little bit of time to just try and remind people and you know set some examples but but ultimately the general idea is you don't have to be in the weird shit with people you can get away and usually getting away is simply just turning and going the other direction you don't have to you don't have to stick around now again I'm not talking about if you know <laughs> if you walk out of the bar and some guy jumps you or something right I mean then you probably need to get some help and, you know, the police and security and whoever's available and get away from that and out of that as quick as you can. But again, I've, you know, as much as I don't go out, I have been in plenty of situations out and about around huge groups of people and lots of drinking and done partying and been out to bars and clubs and the whole thing. And again, I've never been in a fight. And you know, those of you who know me personally, I am a big dude, so that certainly contributes to that. I have other friends who are smaller uh, guys that that have had problems from people because they thought they were small enough that it was okay to pick on them or something. I don't know, um, but those those examples are still few and far between. So I would say, in life in general, as well as in driving, to you know, to bring it back to the road rage, just allow yourself to tap the brakes. And allow yourself to to think, fuck that guy. I I don't like that per whatever. But you don't have to say it to him, and you don't have to actually stay in the moment with them and find out who's dominant in that scenario. Because again, remember, you don't actually care. It's a stranger. Something else I've I've talked about a lot is it. It's weird to me how upset people will get. If someone makes an inflammatory comment to them, you know, and it's a stranger, and someone will just be like, "Hey, you know, you're a douchebag," right? And they don't know you, and maybe it's something else. Maybe they use some other insult, but it's it it's not a person that knows you. It's someone that's just you know, you're at the bar and you bumped them or something, and now they called you a name, and it it. Again, it's not actually a reflection of your character. You don't know this person. But time and time again, that's all it takes. And now there's a fist fight. And now there's problems. And now everything is different. And it didn't have to be that way. I always joke that and I I, I say joke, but it's 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 true. Like if you're gonna make if you're gonna insult me, like come to me about the revolving debt on my credit report or something. You know what I mean? Like hit me with like you're bad with your money, like, oh shit that hurts like that. Now that I'm legitimately insecure about and that, you know, that's, (laughs) that's a good one. But implying that, you know, I have a different sexual orientation than I do or something like that. It's just not, it's not striking home, but over and over again, you can watch other cats fight over that. You just, you got to let it go, folks. You got to let stuff roll off the back. There are so many examples of people dealing with unnecessary conflict And again, you you can just walk away, man. I I really just wanted to talk about some ways to de-escalate situations and and try and remind people that there is a way out. (music) Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk to you about Thomas bagels. Uh, I think we can all agree that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and Thomas Bagels are a great way to have that breakfast. Now, you might be asking yourself, wait a minute. Are you doing a commercial for Thomas Bagels? Do you actually have sponsors already? No. No, I don't have any sponsors. You people, that's right. I said you people, don't listen in volume enough. There's not enough of you checking us out yet. Uh, so no no advertiser would pay us anything to, to say anything. So this is un- solicited advertisement right which is maybe kind of stupid on my part but it's not because thomas bagels for example really are the best bagel product that you can buy on the shelf right so if if i didn't advocate it and all of you were going out and buying like i don't know like sarah lee for example which is right for a a, a, uh we'll say a a grocery store retail bagel experience it's not good. And if you go buy that and you put Thomas out of business, I'm right. I don't I'm not into that. So so I am advocating Thomas um, and I am I am asking you buy it now. I say that I've done no research on Thomas Bagels. I don't know where they're from. Thomas Bagels might be a holdover from World War Two. Right. Kind of like Volkswagen or something. Right. Or maybe Thomas Bagels. Used to be members of Westboro Baptist Church. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm just. I again, we're speculating here, and it's important to speculate because I'm not being paid. Um, so I don't actually owe Thomas. Again, if this is confusing at all, um, bottom line, buy Thomas Bagels if you're going to buy bagels, and and to 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 clarify, bagels are a really great breakfast food. You know, I kind of I kind of skimmed over that earlier. And that's something that's important to to keep in mind is that, you know, breakfast super important. Bagels really easy way to do it cuz you can you can do the bagel a lot of different ways. You can cream cheese the bagel, you can toast it. You can you know, you can do it you can do it raw, you might say. It's not really raw, it's already cooked. It's not dough. That's disgusting. And you could get salmonella and you don't want that. But the bagel is is impressive with an egg on it. Uh, it's impressive with bacon on it. And, and the thing that you have to understand is that if you buy Thomas bagels, it's going to be a very fresh seeming bagel. I mean, you could go to Panera every time you wanted a bagel, but who has time for that? It was time to go to all these stores. I don't understand you Starbucks people. And I know that's literally like 90% of you. So me, and that'll be another time that we'll get into that. But uh, but Panera people, same deal. Who has time to stop all every day at these places to get these things? You go to the store, you buy a sack of the food, and then you just have it. You don't have to make all these pit stops everywhere and have all these stupid lines that everyone's frustrated by. Anyway, if you buy Sara Lee bagel, it's dry. It's not good. It's not enjoyable. And you'll think, well, you can't buy bagels at the grocery store. It's dry and it's not good. I have to go to Panera every... No. You don't. You do not have to do that. You buy Thomas instead, and now it's a good bagel experience. But again, they might have some really horrible affiliations that I'm I'm not aware of, and that does not sway my decision to buy Thomas Bagels so far, and I don't think it should sway yours, but if it were to, I would not be responsible for having advocated for Thomas Bagels. Uh, I'm perfectly willing to take on Thomas Bagels as well, I guess, is the bottom line. In conclusion, breakfast is important so make sure you're doing it you know make sure you are eating don't don't skip till lunch because you're some tough guy on on breakfast and then consider bagels you know now if you're doing like a a keto or a low carb diet probably won't work um but if if you're if you're just eating you know a a regular diet thomas bagels is where it's at Music has always served as a source of comfort, uh, inspiration, and insight, and, and you know many other things for me. My emotional connection to music is really significant in my life, and I found this connection in many genres, from electronic music to acoustic singer-songwriter, hard rock, rap, country, like literally the whole spectrum almost. Sorry, opera. I'm not on that. Rap and hip-hop have a really special place for me, though. I've come and gone from my rap obsession on several occasions throughout my life, but it has always had my back. I started on rap in the mid-90s with Bone thugs and harmony Uh, Old School Bone is some of my all-time favorite music. Bone has great lyrics and really good music on top of that that just makes some really killer tracks. Pretty much front to back from the early Creepin' on a Come-Up EP to the East 1999 Eternal LP, and then even the, the Art of War double album. I'll vouch for the, those albums all the way through. Um, honestly, the songs that I don't like from those albums, and I wouldn't even say I don't like them because they're all right, but would be the more, <laughs> I call them rap power ballads, right? Like like Crossroads is the easiest example because, you know, here's Bone that's all about, you know, <laughs> gangster life and violence and all this stuff and and weed, right? And then they released this song that's all sentimental and uh, to be clear you know i've listened to it when a friend passed away and and cried to it you know so it it worked um it's just kind of strange because it doesn't really fit in with the rest of their portfolio but hey they're allowed to branch out too right the art of war album itself uh, also features a tupac song with bone called thug love and i mean i'll even speak for the the second mo thugs album that bone collaborated on I've spent hours playing video games, listening to Bone. I used to fall asleep when I was in high school and played basketball uh, on the way back, you know, from road games or wherever we'd be on the bus. And I would just put the Bone, Bone in my headset and, and fall asleep listening to it. Uh, and just always loved all of those albums. Sometime last year, Eminem dropped the, the Kamikaze album, which I personally was pretty impressed by. Uh, the first half of that album sounded like it came from an older era. Now, the second half of the album, eh, I wasn't as into that, but that first half, it just feels like, like I said, like it came from an older era where there was just kind of more of an edge to rap. You know, now Eminem himself is not actually some tough guy or or some gangster or anything like that, but that first half of the Kamikaze album is absolutely gangster. So much of what is out today is just not very good. There's way too much auto-tune and not enough talent, and Eminem pulled the 90s out of his hat, and just went hard on some of these modern rappers. And I I just loved it. After the album dropped, Eminem did this multi-part interview with this guy named Sway that that I checked out on YouTube. In the interview, Eminem talks about how hip-hop music had always given him this confidence. Like when he was a kid, he was pretty scared of the bad neighborhood he lived in, but he could put rap in the headphones, and, and he just didn't feel as afraid anymore. You know, it didn't drive him to be super violent or to think that being a gangbanger was the way he should, should go with his life. It just kind of made him feel like, like he could make it, you know, and I have that exact same sentiment with rap and maybe more so with just gangster rap, but you know, it makes me feel like, like I can proceed, like I can make it. It's not that I feel tough physically necessarily. Cause you know, I don't fight, but the music just conveys a certain mentality. And like I said, you know, I'm not a violent guy at all. So on the one hand, I don't share any of the experiences that a lot of rap music talks about in the literal sense. But the larger ideas and realities hold true across many situations. For example, I didn't ever think I was, might not make it out of my neighborhood or get killed by the time I was 25 or something like that. But I have absolutely felt like my life was going nowhere or like things aren't swinging my way and that only I can save myself. And I think these themes are everywhere in rap music and those themes are, are universal And rap also makes a really huge deal out of loyalty, which is something that's always been uh, an important part of of my life. Uh, Something that I really look at in social interactions. My love for for Bone thugs and harmony in the rap game is only surpassed by Tupac. His music is absolutely my go-to when I feel my confidence slip. Even to this day, if I start to feel down or feel like I'm isolated in whatever situation I'll find myself in, I'll turn to Tupac. It's funny because when I was a kid and he was a man, I thought he was this like visionary guy, right? Like he's some some leader of the people. And, and now that I'm older than, than he ever got to be, I, I see him more of a person who was just really hurt and, and, and stuck in the anger of that. And I think if if he'd gotten older, you know, if he'd survived and gotten older, he would have gotten past that, just that anger, uh, I think that anger comes with youth. I mean, you got to remember he was in his his mid twenties when he when he got killed, right? So he didn't he didn't have a long time to really stew on those ideas as a as an adult. I don't think that Tupac's ideas are are necessarily wrong or even misguided. I just think that they're not really fully developed. And I think it'd be super fascinating if we could have got to see where those ideas went once he got older. But you know, despite all that youth angst, I am in all the way on Tupac. There are so many good Tupac tracks. I don't have a single favorite. I love Tupac not just for the mood or the content of it, but it's kind of similar to Bone, like just how good it is musically. Like in the song Wonder Why They Call You Bitch, there is a backup singer that is just really belting out Wonder Why They Call You a Bitch. And it's just amazing. Like it's it's really good vocals and it's still (laughs) it's still that line from the song and uh yeah I don't know I just love it I miss backup vocals from modern rap so much it's something that that I just don't ever really see anymore it's kind of been replaced by like the silly like I can't even try and do it with the like little chirping noises that those guys do now to like imitate a cell phone or I don't know just I don't even know if it's supposed to be imitating anything all the time or if it's just supposed to be like a hype noise or something. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, I I wish there was more backup vocals in in modern rap music. Um, I got to say no more pain is probably one of my all time go-to tracks when I need that, that Tupac confidence. Uh, I I also have to mention ambitions as a writer. Um, Tupac just embodies this middle finger in the air. I'm here. And that has to be dealt with mentality that I just love so much in my late teens I got pretty into the whole crunk music scene like the stuff from Little John or the Ying Yang Twins it kind of bridges the gap between that old school gangster rap it introduces a more clubby kind of dancey vibe we used to go to house parties when CDs were still a thing and we would bring our, our crunk mixtape CD we'd put it at the party and have the whole place jamming to some Little John and it was always a really good time I can't really listen to that music anymore. I've tried to go back to it, and it just doesn't hold the same the same thing for me. Uh, I think it's just just it was fun party music for its time. While modern rap isn't, you know, my my favorite, there is a new segment of rap that I can get into. It's a different vibe than Bone or Pac, but it's the closest facsimile of that vibe that I've been able to find in, in modern music. YG is the artist that's probably at the top of that list for me. I also listen to some Migos, 2 Chainz, Stupid Young, uh, and just about anything that the DJ Mustard produces. The songs these guys put out are not really as gangster, for a lack of a better term. I mean, YG's entire brand is actually about being a blood, <laughs> but even it just doesn't capture that same sentiment to me that, that Tupac or even Bonehead. This music falls into the same category as crunk music for me, it's fun, but it just doesn't offer that same level of, of, of emotional support, right? Um, maybe a lot of that's nostalgia. You know, that would make sense, but it is what it is, I guess. The new music does have some of the same feeling to me, but it also just seems really ridiculous. I'll also give credit that Modern Rap produces some of my favorite one-liners. Uh, probably my favorite classic is... From YG, which is, don't talk to me, bitch, I ain't social. Which is such a brilliant way to tell people uh, that you're not interested in talking to them anymore. If you're some youngster who hasn't dabbled into Tupac or old school Bone, I cannot suggest it enough. For modern music, I like the artists mentioned before, like YG, 2 Chains, Migos, and Stupid Young. I can't vouch for the modern rappers in the same way, but they are at least worth a look. The old school artists have albums that I like front to back. These modern guys make individual tracks that I like, but I can't really get into their full albums like, like I can with those old guys. I'm sure that uh, you know I'll have more to say about rap and, and hip-hop and music at large down the road. There are a lot of rap artists and other aspects and influences to, to rap than, than what I've summarized here today. So yeah, check out some Tupac and some Old School Bone. That is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much again for listening. Please like and subscribe on any of the podcast networks that you're listening to us on. You can also follow us on Twitter to find out when the newest episodes are coming out. And we also ask that you go to our YouTube channel, The Walk Show Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.